ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ವರ್ಕ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವಿವೇಕಾನಂದ ತರ್ಟಿ ಫಿಫ್ತ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುಣಚ ಬಂಟ್ವಾಳ ತಾಲೂಕು ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಜಿಲ್ಲೆ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಭಾರತ ದಿ ಚೀಫ್ ಸಿಂಬಲ್ಸ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಟೂ ಸ್ಯಾನ್ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಟ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರತಿಮಾ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಟವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ನಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಆಲ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೀಸ್ ಯು ಫೈಂಡ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕಂಟ್ರಿ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅಮೇರಿಕಾ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಲೆಕ್ಚರ್ ಡನ್ ಬೈ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವಿವೇಕಾನಂದ ಇನ್ ಅಮೇರಿಕಾ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಇಮೇಜಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೇಂಟ್ಸ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಿಂಬಲ್ಸ್ ದೆನ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಹೈಯರ್ ದ್ಯಾನ್ ಮೆನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ಕ್ರೀಸಿಂಗ್ ವೆರಿ ರ್ಯಾಪಿಡ್ಲಿ ವರ್ಷಿಪರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಪಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ಸ್ ಐ ರೀಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಐ ರೆಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಏಟ್ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಆರ್ ದೆನ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಅದರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹೈಯರ್ ಆರ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಹೈಯರ್ ಗ್ರೇಡ್ ದಿ ಏಂಜಲ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೋ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಯೋಗ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಕಂಡೆಮ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಡ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ ದಿ ಅಂಡರ್ ಒನ್ ನೇಮ್ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾ ದೀಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿಚ್ ಈಸ್ ನಿಯರ್ ಎ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ ಟವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಅಸ್ ಟು ಸ್ಯಾಲ್ವೇಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫ್ರೀಡಮ್ ಮುಕ್ತಿ ಲಿಬರೇಷನ್ ಇಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಗಿವ್ ಅಸ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ದೆಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಇವ್ ಎ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ಸ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಡಿಪಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಆನ್ಸೆಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಡಿಪಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಡಿಪಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಫ್ರೆಂಡ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಮೇ ಗೆಟ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಪವರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಇನ್ಫಾರ್ಮೇಷನ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದೆಮ್ ಎನಿ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಗಿಫ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದೀಸ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ವಿದ್ಯಾ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಬಟ್ ಫ್ರೀಡಮ್ ದಿ ಹೈಯೆಸ್ಟ್ ಏಮ್ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಬೈ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಸಮ್ ಓರಿಯಂಟಲಿಸ್ಟ್ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಇನ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೌಂಡಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ವೇದಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ಈವನ್ ದಿ ಪರ್ಸನಲ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಪ್ರತೀಕ ದಿ ಪರ್ಸನಲ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಮೇ ಬಿ ಪ್ರತೀಕ ಬಟ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾಸ್ ಆರ್ ನೇದರ್ ದಿ ಪರ್ಸನಲ್ ನಾರ್ ಇಂಪರ್ಸನಲ್ ಗಾಡ್ ದೇ ಕನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ವುಡ್ ಬಿ ಎ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟೇಕ್ ಇಫ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಥಾಟ್ ದಟ್ ಬೈ ವರ್ಷಿಪಿಂಗ್ ದೀಸ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಪ್ರತೀಕಾಸ್ ಐದರ್ ಆಸ್ ಏಂಜಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆನ್ಸೆಸ್ಟರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಮಹಾತ್ಮಾಸ್ ಹೋಲಿ ಮೆನ್ ಸೇಂಟ್ಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಟ್ರಾ ಆರ್ ಡಿಪಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ಸ್ they could ever reach to freedom never at best they can only reach to certain powers but god alone can make us free but because of that they are not to be condemned their worship produces some result the man who does not understand anything higher may get some power some enjoyment by the worship of these pratikas and after a long course of experience when he will be ready to come to freedom he will of his own accord give up the pratikas of these various pratikas the most prevalent form is the worship of departed friends human nature personal love love for our friends is so strong in us that when they die we wish to see them once more clinging on to their forms we forget that these forms while living were constantly changing and when they die we think they become constant and that they, uh, we shall see them so not only so but if i have a friend or a son who has been a scoundrel as soon as he dies i begin to think he is the saintliest saintliest person in existence he becomes a god there are people in india who if a baby dies do not burn it 
but bury it and build a temple over it and that little baby becomes the god god of that temple this is a very prevalent form of religion in many countries and there are not wanting philosophers who think this has been the origin of all religions of course they cannot prove it we must remember however that this worship of pratikas can never bring us to salvation liberation or to freedom or mukti secondly it is very dangerous the danger is that these pratikas nearing stages so far as they lead us on to a further stage are all right but the chances are 99 to 1 that we shall stick to the pratikas all our lives it is very good to be born in a church but it is very bad to die there to make it clearer it is very good to be born in a certain sect and have its training it brings out our higher qualities but in the vast majority of cases we die in that little sect we never come out or grow that is the greater danger great danger of all these worships of pratikas one says that these are all stages which one has to pass but one never gets out of them and when one becomes old one still sticks to them if a young man does not go to church he ought to be condemned condemned but even old man goes to ter- uh, church he also ought to be condemned he has no business with the, this child's play anymore the church should have been merely a preparation for something higher what business has he any more with forms and pratikas and all these preliminaries book worship is another strong form of this pratika the strongest form you find in every country that the book becomes the god there are sects in uh, my country who believe that god incarnates and becomes man but even god incarnates as man must conform to the vedas and if his teachings do not so conform they will not take him buddha is worshiped by the hindus but if you say to them if you worship buddha why don't you take his teachings they will say because they the buddhists deny the vedas such is the meaning of book worship any number of lies in the name of a religious book are all right in india if i want to teach anything new and simply state it on my own authority as what i think nobody will come to listen to me but if i take some passage from the vedas and juggle with it and give it the most impossible meaning murder everything that is reasonable in it and bring out my own ideas as the ideas that were meant by the vedas all the fools will follow me in a crowd then there are men preaching a sort of christianity that would frighten the ordinary christian out of his wits but they say this is what jesus christ mean meant and may come round them people do not want anything new if it is not in the vedas or the bible it is a case of nerves when you hear a new and striking thing you are startled or when you see a new thing you are startled it is uh, constitutional it is much more so with the thoughts the mind has been running in ruts and to take up a new idea is to is too much of a strain so the idea has to be put near the ruts and or roots and uh, then we slowly take it it is not it is a good policy but bad morality think of the mass of incongruities that reformers and 
what you call the liberal preachers pour into society today according to christian uh, scientists jesus was a great healer according to the spiritualists he was a great psychic psychologist uh, according to the theosophists he was a mahatma all this have to be deduced from the same text there is a text in the vedas which says existence sat alone existed oh beloved nothing else existed in the beginning asadvaidamagrasit tasmat sadajayata or sadeva somya idamagrasit many different meanings are given to the word sat in the text the atomists say the word meant atoms and out of these atoms the world has been produced that is uh, kanada muni pranita vaisheshika siddhanta vaisheshika doctrine the naturalists say sankhyas uh, gautama uh, uh, kapila munis sankhya they say it meant nature and out of nature everything has come the shunyavadins maintenance of the void or buddhists say it meant nothing or zero and out of nothing everything has been produced the theists theists say it meant god and the advaitists say it was absolute existence and all refer to the same text as their authority these are the defects of book worship but there is one on other hand on the other hand a great advantage in it it gives strength all religious sects have disappeared excepting those that have a book nothing seems to kill them some of you have heard of the parsis they were the ancient Parsi, uh, persians and uh, at one time there were about 100 million of them 100 millions of them the majority of them were conquered by the arabs and uh, converted to mohammedan mohammedanism a handful fled from their persecutors with their book which is still preserving uh, preserving them a book is the most tangible form of god think of the jews if they had not had a book they would have simply melted into the world but that keeps them up the talmud keeps them together in spite of the most horrible persecution one of the great advantages of a book is that it crystallizes everything in tangible and convenient form and it is the handiest of all idols just put a book on an altar and everyone sees it a good book everyone reads i am afraid i may be considered partial but in my opinion books have produced more evil than good they are accountable for many mischievous doctrines creeds all come from books and books are alone responsible for the persecution and fanaticism in the world books in modern times are making liars everywhere i was astonished i am astonished at the number of liars abroad in every country the next thing to be considered is the pratima or image the use of images all over the world you will find images in some form or other with some it is in the form of a man which is the best form if i wanted to worship an image i would rather have it in the form of a man than of an animal or building or any other form one sect thinks a certain form is the right sort of image and another thinks it is bad the christian thinks that when god came in the form of a dove it was all right but if he comes in the form of a fish as the hindus say it is very wrong and suspicious uh, superstitious the jews think if an idol be made in the form of a chest 
with the two angels sitting on it and a book on it it's all right but if it is in the form of a man or a woman it is awful awful the mohammedans think that when they pray if they try to form a mental image of the temple with the kaaba a uh, the black stone on it and turn towards the west it is all right but if you form the image in the shape of a church it is idolatry it this is the defect of image worship at all these seem to be necessary stages in this matter it is of supreme importance to think what we ourselves believe what we have realized <coughs> is the question what jesus or buddha or moses did is nothing to us unless we too do it for ourselves it would not satisfy our hunger to shut ourselves up in a room and think of the what moses ate nor would what moses thought save us my ideas are very radical on these points sometimes i think that i am right when i agree with all the ancient teachers at other times i think they are right when they agree with me i believe in the thinking independently i believe in becoming entirely free from the holy teachers pay all reverence to them but look at religion as an independent research i have to find my light just as they found theirs their finding the light will not satisfy us at all you have to become the bible and not to follow it accepting as paying reverence to it as a light on the way as a guide post a mark that is all the value it has but these images and other things are quite necessary you may try to con- concentrate your mind or even to project any thought you will find that you naturally form images in your mind you cannot help it two sorts of persons never require any image the human animal who never thinks of any religion and the perfected being who has passed through these stages between these two points all of us require some sort of ideal outside and inside it may be in the form of an a departed human being or of a living man or woman this is clinging to personality and bodies and is quite natural we are prone to concretize how could we be here if we did not concretize we are concreted spirits and so we find ourselves here on this earth concretization has brought us here and it will take us out going after things of the senses has made us human beings and we are bound to worship personal beings whatever we may say to the contrary it is very easy to say don't be personal but the same man who says so is generally most personal his attachment for particular men and women is very strong it does not leave him when they die he wants to follow them beyond death that is idolatry it is the seed and uh, the very cause of idolatry and the cause being there it will come out in some form is it not better to have a personal attachment to an image of christ or buddha than to an ordinary man or woman in the west people say that it it is bad to kneel before images but they can kneel before a woman and say you are my life the light of my eyes my soul that is worse idolatry what if this uh, talk about my soul my life i it will soon go away it is only sense attachment it is selfish love covered by a mass of flowers poets give it a good name and throw lavender water and all sorts of attractive things over it is it not better to kneel before a statue of buddha or the jina conqueror the jina conqueror and say though are my life 
I would rather do that. There is another sort of pratika which is not recognized in Western countries. Bout is taught in our books. This teaches the worship of mind as God. Anything that is worshipped as God is a stage, a nearing as it were. An example of this is the method of showing the fine star known as Arundhati near the group Pleiades. One is shown a big star near to it, Dhruva Nakshatra. And uh, when he has fixed his attention on this and has come to know it, he is shown a finer and still nearer star, Vasishtha. And when he has fixed his attention on that, he is led up to Arundhati. So all these various pratikas and pratimas lead to God. The worship of Buddha and of Christ constitute a pratika, a drawing near to the worship of God. But this worship of Buddha and of Christ will not save a man. He must go beyond them to him who manifested himself as Jesus Christ or uh, for God alone can give us freedom. There are even some philosophers who say these uh, should be regarded as God. They are not pratikas but God himself. But however, we can take all these different pratikas, these different stages of approach and not be hurt by them. But if we think while we are worshipping them that we are worshipping God, we are mistaken. If a man worships Jesus Christ and thinks he will be saved by that, he is mistaken entirely. If a man thinks that by worshipping an idol or the ghosts or spirits of the departed, he will be saved, he is entirely mistaken. If a man worships Jesus Christ and thinks he will be saved by that, he is mistaken entirely. If a man thinks that by worshipping an idol or uh, the ghosts or spirits of the departed, he will be saved, uh, he is entirely mistaken. We may worship anything by seeing God in it, if we can forget the idol and see God there. We must not project any image upon God. But we may fill any image with that life which is God. Only forget the image and you are right enough for out of him comes everything. He is everything. We may worship a picture as God but not God as the picture. God in the picture is right uh, but the picture as God is wrong. God in the picture is right but the picture as God is wrong. God in the image is perfectly right. There is no danger there. This is the real worship of God, but the image God is a mere pratika. The next great thing to consider in bhakti is the word, the nama shakti, the power of the name. The whole universe is composed of name and form. Whatever we see, so first is pratika, next pratima, next word. Hmm? Nama, Rupa. Whatever we see is either a compound of name and form. Hmm? The whole universe is composed of name and form. Or simply name with the form which is a mental image. So, after all, there is nothing that is not name and form. We all believe God to be without form or shape. But as soon as we begin to think of him, he acquires both name and form. The jitta is like the calm lake, thoughts being like waves upon this jitta. The name and name and form are the normal ways in which these waves arise. 
no wave can rise without name and form the uniform cannot be thought of it is beyond thought as soon as it becomes thought and matter it must have name and form we cannot separate these it is said in many books that god created the universe out of the world shabda brahmam in sanskrit is the christian theory of the world and old indian theory it was taken to alexandria by indian preachers and was planted there thus the idea of the world and the incarnation became fixed there there is deep meaning in the thought that god created everything out of the world god himself being formless this is the best way to describe the projection of forms or the creation the sanskrit word for creation is srishti projection what is meant by god created things out of nothing the universe is projected out of god he becomes the universe and it all returns to him and again it proceeds proceeds forth and again returns through all en- uh, eternity it will go on in that way we have seen that the projection of anything in the mind cannot be without name and form suppose the mind to be perfectly calm entirely without thought nevertheless as soon as the thought begins to rise it will immediately take name and form every thought has a certain name and a certain form in the same way the very fact of creation the very fact of projection is eternally connected with the name and form thus we find that every idea that man has or can have must be connected with a certain name or word as its counterpart this being so it is quite natural to suppose that this universe is the outcome of mind just as your body is the outcome of your idea your idea as it were made concrete and externalized if it be true moreover that the whole universe is built on the same plane so same plan then if you know the manner in which one atom is built you can understand how the whole universe is built if it is true that in you the body forms the gross part outside and the mind forms the fine part inside and both are eternally inseparable then when you cease to have the body you will cease to have the mind also when a man's brain is disturbed his ideas also get disturbed because they are but one and uh, the finer and the grosser parts there are not two such things as matter and mind as in a high column of air there are dense and rarefied strata of one and the same element air so it is the body it is one thing throughout layer on layer from grosser to finer again the body is like the finer uh, finger nails as these continue growing even when they are cut so from our subtle ideas from our subtle ideas grows body after body the finer a thing the more persistent it is we find that always the grosser it is the less persistent thus form is the grosser and name the finer state of a single manifesting power called thought but these three are one it is the unity and the trinity trinity the three degrees of existence of the same thing finer more condensed and most condensed <clears throat> wherever the one is the others are all there also others are there also wherever name is there is form and thought 
it naturally follows that if the universe is built upon the same plan as the body the universe also must have the same divisions of form name and thought the thought is the finest part of the universe the real motive power the thought behind our body is called soul and the thought behind the universe is called god then after that is the name and last of all is the form which we see and feel for instance you are a particular person a little universe in this universe a body with a particular form then behind that a name john or jane and behind that again a thought similarly there is this whole universe and behind that is the name what is called the world in all religions and behind that is god the universal thought is mahat as the sankhyas call it universal consciousness what is that name there must be some name the world is homogeneous and modern science shows beyond doubt that each atom is composed of the same material as the whole universe if you know one lump of clay you know the whole universe man is the most representative being in the universe uh, the microcosm a small universe in himself so in man we find there is the form behind that the name and behind that the thought the thinking being so this universe must be on exactly the same plane the question is what is that name according to the hindus that word is om the old egyptians egyptians also believed that the katha upanishad says that seeking which a man practices brahmacharya i will tell you in short what it is that is om satte padam sangrahena pravakshe This is Brahman, the immutable one and is the highest knowing this immutable one, whatever one desires, one gets. This Om stands for the name of the whole universe or God, standing midway between the external world and God, it represents both, but then we can take the universe peace meal according to the different senses as touch as color as taste and in various other ways in each case we can find uh, we can make of this universe millions of universes from different standpoints each of which will be a complete universe by itself and each one will have a name and a form and a thought behind these thoughts beh- behind are pratikas each of them has a name these names of the sacred symbols are used in bhakti yoga they have almost infinite power simply by repetition of these words we can get anything we desire we can come to perfection but two th- two things are necessary the teacher must be wonderful so also must be the taught says the katha upanishads such a name must come from a person to whom it has descended through right succession from master to disciple the spiritual current has been moving or coming from ancient times bearing its power the person from whom such a word comes as called a guru and the person to whom it goes is called shishya the disciple when the word has been received in the regular way and when it has been re- repeated much advance has been made in bhakti yoga simply by the repetition of that word will come even the highest state of bhakti though has so many names though understands what is meant by them all these names are thine and in each is thine infinite power 
there is neither time nor place for repeating these names for all times and places are holy though are so easy though are so merciful how unfortunate i am i that i have no love for thee so this ends the 35th session in complete works of swami vivekananda so this is the important symbols the topic today we discussed is the chief symbols this is the 35th session hare rama shri vivekananda arpitamastu loka samasta sukhino bhavantu om tat sat